0: good afternoon dear friends it is so good to be with you and we are in the middle of October which is amazing to me how quickly we are moving through the seasons and and again my friends I pray that you and your loved ones are safe we're seeing um, a, a more of an increase in our communities we're seeing changes in our schools in our sports where the pandemic, I mean, we hit our first over 2000 cases a day since the very beginning of the pandemic, which is not good news. And more travel bans now are coming into place. And we haven't even reached winter yet. I mean, the other flus haven't even started coming in to, um, into play, at least not uh, not in full, you know, full speed here. So, I just please ask, please be careful, and remember to be respectful and remember to be kind, because people are going through it a lot right now, I and mean, we need to remember that. That just like um, you know a school who said, you know, hey, we're only going to have the kids now in school, face to face, two days a week, and they're going to be home the other three days. Well, you know, what about both parents who work? And so it changes lives for so many people, and I want you to know. I am praying and for you because these are very challenging times. And there are times where people are feeling depressed and overwhelmed and even more so depressed because of the change in the season. When we have colder weather, less sunshine, it causes people to stay in longer. Um, and so uh, don't let those little foxes come into your vineyard and destroy the fruit of your joy or your your peace or your hope. You know, we may have to look a little harder to find where the joy is, but it's there. Trust me, it is there. And I am glad you're here. I'm glad you're here with me. I'm glad you're walking through the study of the book of Revelation with me. And this does give us hope, but it also reminds us of the seriousness of whenever the day of the Lord comes. And so we are, as I said last week, we are now in chapter six. And chapter six is like changing scenes in a movie. And we're we're changing scenes in John's vision. And this is kind of like the beginning of the end for the world. And this is the beginning that John begins to see how it's going to be played out. You know how in a movie, when the movie starts, you know, you kind of get this running list of some of the folk who are you know, the main characters, you get a preview of who's, you know, who might be uh, in it and, and what it's going to be about. And so that's what John's giving us in chapter six of the book of Revelation. He's giving us this preview. He's giving us a view uh, before it happens. And we're going to get to see the players. Now, some, some people who study the book of Revelation call this um, that in this chapter, there are four horsemen of the apocalypse. And that's what they they call these horsemen that are going to be coming forth. So I'm going to read to you Revelation chapter 6 right now. Then I'm going to explain what the riders, the horses, what that represents. All right. And so if you're able to and you're at home and you can have a a Bible before you, please read along with me as we look at the book of Revelation chapter 6. And I saw when the lamb broke one of the seven seals and I heard one of the four living creatures saying as with a voice of thunder, come. And I looked and behold a white horse and he who sat on it had a bow and a crown was given to him and he went out conquering and to conquer. And when he broke the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, come. And another, a red horse went out to, and to him who sat on it, it was granted to take peace from the earth. And that men should slay one another, and a great sword was given to him. And when we get to verse 5, the title in my Bible says that it's the third seal that represents famine. Verse 5, And when he broke the third seal, I heard the third living creature saying, Come. And I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard, as it were, a voice in the center of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat, for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not harm the oil and the wine and verse 7 is called the fourth seal of death verse 7 and when he broke the fourth seal i heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying come and i looked and behold an ashen horse and he who sat on it had the name death and hades was following with him And authority was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword and with famine and with pestilence and by the wild beasts of the earth. Verse 9 is titled, The Fifth Seal, The Seal of the Martyrs. Verse 9, And when he broke the fifth seal, I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and because of the testimony which they had maintained. And they cried out with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, wilt thou refrain from judging and avenging our blood on those who dwell on the earth? And there was given to each of them a white robe, and they were told that they should rest for a little while longer, until the number of their fellow servants and their brethren, who were to be killed even as they had been, should be completed. Verse 12. "'It's titled, The Sixth Seal, Terror. "'And I looked when he broke the sixth seal, "'and there was a great earthquake, "'and the sun became black as sackcloth made of hair, "'and the whole moon became like blood, "'and the stars of the sky fell to the earth "'as a fig tree casts its unripe figs "'when shaken by a great wind. "'And the sky was split apart like a scroll "'when it is rolled up, "'and every mountain and island were moved out of their places.' And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the commanders, and the rich, and the strong, and every slave, and free man, hid themselves in the caves, and among the rocks of the mountains. And they said to the mountains and to the rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the presence of him who sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come. And who is able to stand? May the blessing May the Lord bless the reading of this passage of Scripture for us today. Now, my friends, listen. I have about seven minutes here that I can share with you what it means uh, about these seals. And remember, only six so far have been opened by the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. But what I want to share with you is what's the meaning of the rider and the horse and the collars in their instructions. And so this is what I'm actually looking uh, at—a commentary that I have, an application Bible commentary. And so I'm going to be sharing that with you, so I can kind—it kind of breaks it down very well about um, the seal and in their descriptions and their possible meanings. So let's start with chapter six, verses one and two, when the rider is on a white horse. Now, scholars have are, are kind of split whether this is Jesus on the white horse, just getting ready to come and share some good news before the bad things happen. Or this could be like um, the Antichrist who is wanting to mimic Jesus and he is on the white horse. And the description says, though, that the rider on the white horse has a bow uh, and a crown and rides out as a conqueror bent on conquest. Now, grammatically, when you look at uh, in my Bible, when I read from the New American Standard Version, which is very close to the Greek, when I read this passage of Scripture, you will notice when the Bible has a, the, uses the pronoun he for Jesus, the, the H is capitalized, emphasizing the, that this is, this is the Lord that we're talking about. But in this passage of Scripture, when it talks about the rider on the white horse, it says he, but it's a lowercase h, so to me grammatically, John is saying that this is not Christ, because other places that we read pertaining to Jesus as He, they are capitalized with that that capital H. So grammatically it reveals to me that John is saying this is not Jesus Christ on this horse, but this is one who is coming, the seal has been broken, And he is going to go out and writing as a conqueror who is bent on conquest. It's almost a lust for conquest. The possible meaning is, is just what I was sharing with you about who this might be. But the writer does symbolize coming, the coming warfare, even maybe civil warfare with great bloodshed. And that is actually, I apologize. That is our next Our next writer is the one that's talking about warfare. So let's go there. That would be chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. And so this writer is on a red horse and has a great sword and is permitted to take peace from the earth so that people will kill one another. So um, as we left verses 1 and 2 with the white horse, and that symbolized the mankind's lust for conquest. We're now in verses three and four with the rider on the red horse who has a great sword and is going to be permitted during this time of tribulation to go to the earth and take peace from the earth so that people will kill one another. So that's what this rider symbolizes is coming warfare like civil warfare with great bloodshed. So let's go to the rider in chapter in verses five and six. This is the rider on the black horse. And the rider on the black horse is uh, having a, has a pair of scales, and it and this rider is going to be sent forth to bring famine and pestilence on the earth. However, it's not a complete famine, right? Because it's said that it's not going to have, uh, you know, it's they're not going to be allowed to harm um, the the wine and and the, those things, right? They they're not allowed. To take those uh, away, don't don't harm that. But it does say that you know a quart of wheat for a denarius. Well, a denarius was at that time that was their daily wage. So it's saying what you could normally have paid with your daily wage, getting you know fifteen to twenty of of this item of this wheat. Now it's going to take a full day's wage to just buy uh, some wheat for just your family. And the same thing when it talks about three quarts of barley for a denarius. Um, and, and of course, again, it said don't harm the oil and the wine, which I was trying to get out a little earlier. But it says this quart of um, these three quarts of barley is going to take a day's wage where you might have been able to buy, you know, 12, 15, 17 quarts of barley for your day's wage. And what happens right after a, a bloody warfare, when these things come, you know, everything gets inflated. That's going to be so expensive that people are, some of them just aren't going to have the finances to even provide for their own families after all of this that, that is going on. So now let's move on to verses 7 and 8. And this rider on the horse is called the Pale Horse, and it's called Death, and has Hades with him. Now, if you look at that that passage of Scripture, those verses have personified the rider as as Death and that that letter D in death is capitalized. All right, so that personifies it at the same as Hades with him. Now Hades is in hell, so Hades is like the grave. It's the place when we die. We have to go somewhere. So that's why they go hand in hand. So it said they're going to be able to come and they're going to have power to kill a fourth of the earth. So I'm thinking if that happened right now today. That would be about a billion people on the earth if this tribulation started here and this pale horse rider comes, death and Hades, to take from the earth, a fourth of the earth, that would be a billion people. And my friends, this is the beginning of the tribulation. And there's seven years in the tribulation. All right, so let's get to uh, verses 9 and 11. And it's, these are the souls now. This isn't a horse. So we went through the four horses right of the apocalypse. Now, these are the souls of the martyrs underneath the altar. They're ones who have been killed because of the word of God, because they did not denounce Christ. And they're asking God, how long, Lord, how long are you going to wait before you avenge those on the earth who killed us? And what did Jesus do? He said, listen, a little while longer, I'm going to give you a white robe. Have a little patience. There's things that have to happen before we can avenge the you know your, your that those who killed you. Then we get to a cosmic occurrence in verses 12 through 17. People on the earth face calamities. There's going to be a huge earthquake, quake, and very strange occurrences in the sky. And it's so bad the wrath and the power of the Lamb that that's that are seen that the people whether they're high up in in the workplace like kings and everything, whatever they may be, down to, like they called them, the slaves. They're going to be running into caves and asking the the rocks to fall on them and shield them from the wrath that is to come. And at the very last, remember what John said. Who can stand? Who will be able to stand it? So listen, my friends, we've got to go. And I'll, I'll, I'll bring chapter 7 to you next week, but I'm also going to share a little bit more about chapter 6, so you're going to need to tune in. This is Pastor Noanne with Treasures of the Heart.